Welcome back to the Cubicle Chronicles podcast. Cubicle Chronicles is a sounding board for the creative millennial who often imagines what life is like beyond working nine to five. Or you may have already taken action to secure a life filled with just more purpose-driven creative work. This show shares the funny and relatable nuances of cubicle life. Also, it's a source of information on what to do or what not to do in your journey through corporate. And also how to align your career with who you really are and what you really love to do. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you use Apple Podcasts, you can rate it. Um, Give it five stars or one star. I'm open to feedback. Um, But also just um, subscribe on Anchor, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts so that you can keep up with the information on the show. Okay, hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Cubicle Chronicles. And this episode officially kicks off is the beginning of season two. So this is a freshman season. Um, go back and listen to uh, the past episodes and you'll understand the story of how I started this podcast and how I started my YouTube channel um, and how I'm promoting basically everything on social media in a different way. So um, previously, if you have been listening or you follow me on um, Instagram, um, I was freelancing and I built my business off of creating content for businesses and for clients and for brands and stuff like that. But I no longer, I still do that, but that's no longer the main point of my business. So right now I'm putting more interest and energy into my podcast and my vlog and I create content in the form of like, um, this podcast, um, soon to be books and vlogs, media, um, you know, just based off of life experience. Um, hopefully the things that I talk about on this podcast or on my vlog will inspire people to, um, create something of their own. Just kind of like get out there and do what you love to do. The purpose of this podcast is if you're working, whether you're working a full-time corporate job or you're doing a creative business, um, my hope is that the things that I talk about and articulate um in whatever I'm creating whether it's a video or podcast to just really inspire people to literally do what they love to do for work so let's get into this week's episode it is called um how to start freelancing and building a portfolio when you still have a full-time job or when you still have a full-time obligation other than something that you actually want in your heart to do. This is how I started, um, and I still clearly do this. I still have my full-time job, and I still just create whenever I kind of get the the hit and the inspiration on the side to do it. Um, so these tips that I'm going to say have worked for me. Uh, you can Google it, but this is my first-hand experience, and you know, it's been cool so far. I've met a lot of people. I've met, um, I mean, I put myself in situations that I never thought I would be in and they just ended up just like honestly working out. So the first tip on how to start freelancing, um, when you have a full-time job, um, I want to say is honestly to make sure it aligns with your gifts, your natural gifts, your talents, and, um, something that you actually love to do. And, Uh, I wouldn't honestly get into it just to make money on the side because the money is obviously going to come. But we all know that the money comes when we actually put energy into stuff that lights us up, stuff that we know we love day in and day out and know that we want to do. 
because that's naturally gonna unfold in a way that is on our side if we already love to do it. So if you're an accountant at your day job and you're like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, start a side accounting business and you hate accounting and you like dread accounting, you dread going to work every day. Why would you start an accounting business on the side? That's just an example. Um, and also be willing to start as a beginner. Um, this is all the first note, but this is all like three in one. So bullet A is to make sure you love to do what you, um, you know, decide to do on the side. But bullet B is just be willing to start as a beginner because when I, I knew I was a writer and I knew I was good at marketing, but when I decided to start uh, consulting and doing that for other people, I was very green to the actual business process, the actual way to get clients, to invoice people, to set up an LLC, to start um, putting money aside for taxes. Um, if you want to pay people to help you work, like I was very green to the um, basically um, business owner process. Um, so just be willing to start as a beginner. Um, and also make sure you aren't competing with your current job. But most importantly, on all, out of this whole episode is to just make it fun. Make it something that you actually love doing or you want to do. So that's my first tip. The second tip on how to start freelancing and, you know, when you have a full-time job is to network. Like network, literally network your face off. Like it, it can be very... Um, for me, I'm speaking from my experience, it was just very weird putting myself out of my comfort zone. Um, so when I would just sign up for random free events on like Eventbrite, Facebook events, meetup, um, I would just randomly go to them. I would randomly go to the events and like, I would know nobody. I think I would purposely like not ask my friends to come or anything because I wanted to put myself out there in a way to where I would force myself to speak and network to new people. So networking by signing up for events, I use Eventbrite. I have used uh, Facebook events. I have used Meetup. I have like just found random networking events in Atlanta that align with what I knew I wanted to do. And I've went and I have, you know, passed out business card, made connections, and I have worked with some people that way. I've met people that I still keep in contact with that way. So the first one, the first tip is to clearly make it fun and not to solely make money. And the second one is to network. So now let me, uh, let's hear from my sponsor and I will be back with the next tips. Okay. And I'm back. So the next tip is to volunteer with organizations that align with the business that you intend to create or, you know, the freelance um, clients that you intend to work with. An example of this is when I started my writing um, business, I, um, there was this volunteer event where they needed people, they needed writers, they needed designers, they needed um, marketers to basically create a website for nonprofit. It's called 48 and 48. If you're here, if you're here in Atlanta, uh, they do them, I think like maybe twice a year, uh, maybe more, but there's this um, just program that they have where they call in volunteers who are skilled in specific areas and they basically are a creative volunteer. And also um, when I was interested, I, I've been interested in so many different things and that's why like, I guess 
I feel like I'm all, all over the place and maybe it'll appear like that in the things that I project and display online too or even in person like I'm just interested in a lot of different things so when I kind of thought that I wanted and I probably will still do this um but like make wine again and like um have a wine vlog I started to volunteer at a local wine school and that helped me meet some really cool people who you know have needed my help or like we've just exchanged information in that way so the third one was to volunteer with organizations that align with the type of freelance business you want to create. And also, so the next one is apply for part-time um, and freelance positions that you know you can do. So if you're out the gate, if you know you love designing or maybe creative directing or fashion stylist, um, or maybe you want to do interior design, literally like this is why I say it's important to start as a beginner because if you hate or your you know your day job just doesn't align with who you are then you're gonna have to probably start as a beginner and something that you know you're good at but like you know you don't have as much time to do so when I was first starting out I applied for a writing job um, at, with Blavity. If you're familiar with Blavity, they're an online news platform. So I was like, okay, like I'm willing to just write stories just to, for one practice at my craft, but also just to start building up slow work. So, um, actually, and it's weird how it worked out. Like I actually didn't get a writing job, but I did get an editing job. So that helped me even more with like editing and like actually knowing how things should look before they go online in front of a huge audience. So just apply for jobs and be willing to just be honestly a beginner. You may not be an actual beginner, but people are going to treat you like you're a beginner and you have to just really humble yourself because you may have um, a junior or a senior position in your day job, but hell, that's not fulfilling you. So you're gonna if you know you love to do something and you know it's your calling or if you see yourself actually making an entire life out of it you have to be willing to start at the very very bottom of the food chain because even I this I I still feel like this every single time I do something new or you know when I work with people I don't work with on a regular basis like you know they just treat you like you are a very beginner so you just have to have a beginner's mind so the next tip um, to start freelancing on the side when you have a full-time job is to stalk apps like Thumbtack, Craigslist, Nextdoor, um, and look to partner with agencies who would need your services. So Thumbtack, Craigslist, Nextdoor, these can all be um, platforms for people who are looking for mainly service providers. Um, clearly, we all know what Craigslist is. Nextdoor is an app that is based on your neighborhood. And I, when you get on there, there's neighborhood information. Um, you know, it's kind of like a neighborhood watch on an app, but there's so many more things because people are sometimes on there looking for um, 
maybe landscaping. If you have a landscaping business, they're on there looking for landscapers. There, there, one time I got on there, somebody was actually looking for like magazine writers, um, like local magazine writers. Um, so basically, um, just get on apps where people are going to be looking for a service and advertise your, um, your service or on the side. So I got on Thumbtack one day and I was looking someone for someone to actually run my, run my business with social media. Um, so I got on Thumbtack one day and I was like, okay, let me just see if I can find somebody to help me with my social media and my content so that I can focus on other things within my business. And this is so strange how this happened because one company replied and they were like, oh, are you a writer? I have a business and I do X, Y, Z, but I could use a writer to help me with my client flow. So that's how I actually got like one of my third clients is I was just on Thumbtack looking for somebody to help me. And in turn, they were like, wow, wait, you're a writer. I need your help. So that's how stuff like that can play out. Like you can just get on the app and you can browse around and you can see something that will align with you. Like if you are um, a software developer or a web developer and you you make websites, um, you can partner with um, someone who is a writer because once you once you create those websites, they're going to need writing and content and marketing. Like, you know, just think of ways that how you can work with people who are adjacent to like the, the, um, the service or business you're going to create. Like clearly if you're a fashion stylist, um, you're going to probably want to partner with somebody who does publicity because they're going to have a client base. They're going to probably have um, a celebrity or, um, notorious people on their client base who may need styling. So just think of stuff like that. And also, um, the next one is to leverage your current job for opportunities. So when I first started working at my day job, I did not work in the creative department at all. I, it was a very much, very analytical job. And I was just basically working in Excel all day. So when I first started to want to align my day job with like, you know, what I'm trying to create period in life, I was like, how can I write here at this job? Like, how can I be a writer here at this job? Um, Because if you work at a corporate office, like, you know, you get magazines or maybe employee magazines or employee info, maybe. So you're like, okay, who's writing this? That's what I was thinking. Um, so basically I started to inquire around on how I can maybe write for my company blog or, you know, contribute to my company's magazine. And that actually led me to the team that I'm on today. Like when I, the team that I actually like work on and I write for today, the reason why I found this team is because I was trying to figure out how to be a writer at my day job. That all makes sense. So just look around your current job, poke around your current job. If you maybe are in a department right now that's lackluster and you want to get into a more creative department, um, you know, shadow those people or just find a way to do that job without directly doing that job. So the next one, the next tip is to make a website. Like you don't even have to make a whole website, but just make a landing page, which is like a one page website 
and just be able to articulate to everybody what you're doing, like have a clear intention um, and be able to put that into words and to say what you're doing for people. Like, so if you're, if you want to start life coaching on the side, say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to do in a one page website, just so that you can direct people to it. It's easiest um, to just have a, a website or a landing page and you could be like, check out blah, 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 instead of like maybe using your Instagram or, you know, just when people ask you about who you are and what you do, you don't want to fumble. Um, you just want to be able to maybe direct them to one source of information that's going to give them everything. So that's just the next thing. Um, I personally would stay away. So this is kind of all in one. So make a website or a landing page, which is a one page website. But I would honestly stay away from websites. So if you are familiar with freelancing or if you're about to get into freelancing, you probably know about the website called Upwork or um, Fiverr. Um, those are basically like websites where you can just go and get work done fast. But on the other end, if you want to be the person who like um, manages social media or writes or anything you're trying to do on the side, Upwork and Fiverr are websites to go and you can sign up for them, but they're not sustainable, honestly. So there's two ways to start freelancing when you know you want to do something on the side that's more creative. You can start your own independent freelance business, which is what I did, like just so you can register everything and have everything official and maybe or maybe not, it may or may not, um, you know, turn into something else when you do a freelance business. So that's why I went ahead and made it an actual business so that I can turn it into something else whenever I, you know, I knew I wanted it. I knew I wanted to change the direction. Or you can go go on, sign up for websites like Upwork, like Fiverr, and you can just be a person who produces work via those websites. Um, so I would suggest that you go ahead and start like an LLC and just start doing work under that business and you're you're able to change it at any time. So the main thing I'm trying to say is make a website and become an independent consultant under your own LLC instead of just doing random freelance work because you know the 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 one where you're you're the person doing the work that's not totally sustainable um cuz I you know, everybody falls into the trap of you want to start working on a side or making money on their side or, you know, kind of pursuing your passion, but you don't make it legit to begin with. So I would just go out the gate and make it legit to begin with and you can change it into whatever you want. That's because it'll be yours instead of just like being the independent person to go on Upwork or Fiverr or things like that because you're kind of like putting your work into the the hands of those websites, if that makes sense. So just be legit from the front, make a landing page, make a website and, um, go ahead and sign up for, um, Square or I use Squarespace or WordPress and just articulate to people what you're doing as an independent freelancer. And the next tip is to sign up for everything relating to what you intend to do. So 
Um, any content that you can consume that is in alignment with what you're about to create or what you're about to dive into, that's going to be so beneficial. Um, so newsletters, um, like website newsletters, uh, podcasts, start listening to podcasts, start maybe investing in masterminds, um, you know, so that quote unquote experts can teach you what you're, what you're trying to create and how to run a business in the way that you want to run it. Um, download any ebooks, sign up for any webinars. Once again, be a beginner, even if you know what to do, um, you're going to have to literally start over. And I had um, a hump where I was like, I know I'm a good writer. I know I can do this. I know I can do that. But as much as unconventional as I am and as like, you know, I'm kind of I kind of think differently and I want to execute things outside of the status quo I really had to like follow the rules at one point like it it, there's some like you can't get around being a beginner even if you are quote-unquote an expert like you can't get around just following the rules when you are in that beginning phase of creating an independent like business or independent freelance business whatever you want to call it any kind of venture on the side is going to require a beginner's mind like that was my main thing that was my main hump in the beginning I thought that I knew everything and I didn't know I didn't know anything that's the funny part like I knew everything about it technically but really I didn't know so just just do your research and sign up and consume any kind of content you have now this is the most important thing um is to take action from what you consume because this is so the first thing about starting an independent freelance business is that um you know you might not go that's the the first mistake I'm kind of veering off a path here so when you're wanting to freelance on the side and you still have a full-time job the number one mistake people make and I made this mistake but I think is to not start it legit from the beginning is to not have it filed under a real business, an LLC, an entity separate from like, you know, your personal finances and things like that. That's the number one mistake. But the second mistake, I think, in my opinion, is that people do not take action from what you learn. I did this. It's called, what is it called? Um, analysis paralysis, where you're stuck in a phase of just research, 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 watching other people do it, writing it down but you're not taking any action. I did this for so long. So I signed up for all the newsletters, all the webinars. (laughs) I downloaded everything. And my my computer was literally giving me a message that it was full of storage because I had so much stuff on there about starting a content business, being a content manager, taxes, um, you know, stuff like that. I had so much stuff on there. I was not taking any action. So I had to just take action and just jump out there. And that was the scariest part is to like put yourself out there and say, hey, I can run your content. I can, you know, create ideas for your business creatively. That's going to help you. That's the scariest thing because you don't. I did not believe that I could do that. I, I had a belief like deficit. Like I did not believe that I could create a business based off of what I'm good at and what I love to do and let alone do that for other let alone pitch myself and do that for other people so that's the biggest gap of starting an independent business is you you learn and you may prep 
for months, but you have to take the action and put yourself out there. So when I, I signed up for all the content, I consumed it. Then I, once I started to take action, one, you exercise your confidence muscle and you become more confident, but also like you, you just get better at it. Like you start, I started to write on websites. I started to write everything. That's the thing. I had no clients. So I had to build a portfolio basically to show people my write my writing, you know, before I got my first clients or so. So I started to write on websites. If you want to be a writer or a marketer or even a stylist or anything, whatever, this is, this can apply to anything. You have to practice what you want to do to be able to show that to other people that you want to work for or work with. So I started to write on every single website I could. Like I started to write on vocal uh, medium. I started my own blog. If you're familiar with like, you know, writing, it's great to have a portfolio to show how many, basically to show your voice in writing. So I started to write everywhere I could to build a portfolio to be able to show people, hey, this is my writing style. So that was the tip is to basically sign up for content, consume content in the industry that you plan to create a business out of, and then put some action behind the content, then research that you do. Um, so the last thing on this list is, um, to, (laughs) this is honestly my last resort. When you start an independent freelance business, you're going to have to do the work that you want to do and then show that to people. But there's another way instead of just like, um, the way to find clients is to basically pitch yourself to clients, meaning, um, you will be, you know, you'll find a contact at that company or your email them. I don't think people calling each other any call businesses anymore, but like, let's say you're an interior design, interior designer, and maybe you want to pitch a real estate firm and be like, Hey, this is the work that I've done. Maybe I could partner with some of your clients, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you want to stage houses, staging houses. So what I'm trying to say is if you're interior, if you want to be an interior designer, Maybe you can reach out to real estate agents or real estate firms because they're going to probably need people to stage houses. So, you know, pitching them basically means that you find a blind contact or this will go back to networking. Maybe if you met somebody at a networking event, you will email them and be like, hey, remember me? Here's my work, X, Y, Z. You know, maybe I can be benefit your business in this way. That's what pitching people means. So pitch, you pitch people when you can clearly add value to their to their business because that's the whole point of being a business owner or just being creative or doing anything. You add value to people's lives. So maybe you will want to pitch people by seeing a way that you can help, like straight up help um, to create more business for them or whatever area you're trying to do. I hope this makes sense. All I'm saying is, the last resort out of all the things that I just talked about is to actually pitch people by just like blindly emailing them or like, you know, going back off of any contacts you may have had. Because I think that honestly, if you start to do work, work will appear for you, not magically clearly, but like if you start to take action on um, just taking independent action on like writing or marketing on the side or styling people on the side or vlogging on the side 
what I'm trying to say is you're going to have to do it yourself first and just literally do it for fun before you actually make money. Or unless you're like clearly doing something on the side that's like, um, I don't know, sales related, um, you're going to have to do it for free. This, this is, and I never understood this. This is why people say, um, whatever I, whatever you're calling is, you wouldn't have to be willing to do it for free because you're going to have to like build your own portfolio to, to flex your skills or whatever before people actually pay you to do it. I mean, that's a no brainer. So out of the whole list, I would just say, um, is to pitch at the very last resort, <laughs> just start exercise your creativity independently. And then that's when you'll get a clear concept of the type of people you want to work with. And you'll be able to approach finding clients in a way that's not just like desperate for the money. Um, and of course, if you have a full-time job, um, fitting all of this into your schedule, depending on your lifestyle, it can be very challenging. That's the thing. So I would just say to just not be so hard on yourself. If you don't feel like you're working every single day at the business or at the project, because it's going to take some time. Like Rome wasn't built in a day, clearly like, um, people put in years and years of work in just to practice. Like, that's all I'm saying. Be willing to practice. So whenever you have time to maybe research, I just started this rule where I literally do 15 minutes a day on something. Like it can be, it's called taking like turtle steps. I read this book when you want to, you know, work more in your passion or really bring your passion and align it with your career. You have to be willing to take baby steps. So if I want to write a book one day, or if I want to like, you know, create a TV show, I could do as little as 15 minutes a day towards that. If it's, even if it's just like researching something or writing on notes and making my next steps, you can carve out 15 minutes a day to make a website, write one page on that website, put an outfit together, start a business, social media account, file the LLC. I wouldn't be so hard on yourself because this is what I still, you know, go through is like not being so hard on myself for being further and further. So those are the tips. And I hope, you know, maybe you can listen to this and take some action. Maybe you've already started. Um, Let me know if you like this type of content. Um, Last week, I did a poll on my Instagram stories about the types of content to talk about on this podcast. So hopefully y'all like it. Please don't be shy and find me on Instagram. It's board underscore and send me some feedback about the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cubicle Chronicles. Please remember to officially subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you can get notified when new episodes drop. If you want to support this podcast, please visit anchor.fm slash cubicle chronicles to support the podcast monthly. Thank you.